Profile series. I'm your host, Matt Hicks, the FF Educator, joined by John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar. This is the Rashi Rice rookie profile. John Rice is a guy that we've seen tear it up for my SMU ponies the last couple of seasons. A CFF darling, John. But now it's time to get into his dynasty fantasy football value. I am a big fan of Rashi Rice. But our job is to help dynasty owners find value and put a good price on a player that they're going to draft. What can I say about 2022? Matt, Rashi Rice was incredible. 96 receptions, 1,355 yards, and 10 touchdowns. He also had six games with 100 yards or more receiving. Fantastic. AP, second team All-America, first team All-American Athletic Conference, Bolitnikoff Award semifinalist, and the numbers. He led the FBS in receiving yards per game at 113. His yards were third in the nation, and his eight receptions per game were fifth in the nation. I re-watched all of his receptions against Maryland, Matt. He had 139 yards in the game, and that's a Big Ten defense. Granted, Maryland isn't the top of the defensive standings, but that's a higher-level competition. And then against Memphis, he had 13 receptions against the Tigers. Sensational year. However, he's a group of five prospect, which I always have to be a little wary of, and I was worried about his athleticism. He got a Super Bowl, a Senior Bowl invite, sorry. And the the reviews were neutral. Let's just say they were neutral. I didn't love the the one-on-one drills. Didn't think they were all. He didn't help himself, didn't hurt himself, in my book. But he went to the combine. And if you only look at the 40-yard time, you're not digging deeper into the numbers. Matt, he has explosion and acceleration. He was fourth in the 10-yard split. With a 1.49. So he gets up to speed. He just doesn't have long speed. He was second in the vertical jump with 41. That's incredible, Matt. Explosion. And his broad jump was 10.8, which puts him in the upper tier of the broad jump. So there is athleticism. It's just not long-term speed, which moved him back up in my model. In high school, he was a three-star recruit, and Matt, he put some ridiculous numbers up. 72 catches and 19 touchdowns in 2017, 51 receptions and five touchdowns in 2018. He has offers in the Power Five from Washington State, Virginia, Texas Tech, and Northwestern. So there were teams in the Power Five, but he decides to go to SMU instead. What I like about him, he plays immediately as a freshman in 2019. He played in 10 games, made two starts. He had 25 receptions for 403 yards 
and a touchdown. I like that, Matt. In 2020, he recorded a team-high 48 receptions for 683 yards and five touchdowns. Even in 2021, he paced the team with 64 catches and nine touchdowns. Matt, I like Rashi Rice. What does your film analysis tell us? Yeah, Rice is a really fun player to watch. For me, you know, I struggle when it comes to really dissecting what his fantasy football value will be. But let's start here with the upside. He has sticky hands, John. <laughs> it allows him to be a playmaker at all three levels of the field. I love his ball tracking ability. And I love his ability to extend for off-target balls. I mean, he'll go up and just snag a ball seemingly out of thin air. He displays athleticism when battling for balls, and he matches that with good body positioning. You know, one of these guys who are contested catch guys, you really want to see that body positioning because that's a big thing when thinking about whether or not that will translate to the next level. Now, what's exciting about Rice, what so many people are, are getting hype about, is that he does combine that you know contested catch ability with some legitimate yards after catch ability. He's elusive with the ball in his hands, and he shows a desire to scrap to the end of the play, and he has good contact balance, especially for a wide receiver. But, John, you mentioned it. Whenever you're watching players, you have to keep them in the context of their film, right? especially when you're looking at group of five players. Now, you don't just knock Rashi Rice because he plays in the group of five, but you do have to think about it, right? Think about that context. Who is Rice playing against? Generally undersized defensive backs. So what are the traits? What are the parts of that contested catchability that may or may not translate to the next level, right? That combine time, that explosive jumping, you're like, okay, good. That athleticism holds up against his peers, right? Against group of our power five peers, I should say. Um, and then you look at that, you know, contact balance. All right, well, he's coming in at 6'1", 200. Is that excellent contact balance or is that poor tackling, you know? <laughs> or is it a combination of both? It's probably yeah. a combination of both, but I think you have to meet halfway there. What I struggle with with Rice is that he does struggle to separate consistently and that is something that is a big red flag for me especially when you're somebody who relies on contested catchability right so for rice it makes sense to me that he's so explosive and so athletic such an explosive uh, vertical player because he's, he's been relying on that right he hasn't been relying on separating before the catch and that can be a problem when translating to the next level in terms of how quickly you'll be able to get on the field and he also runs a limited route tree, which to me isn't as big of a deal. SMU kind of had like a run and shoot type offense where, you know, Tanner Mordecai was just playing a little huck and chuck at football. <laughs> uh, and it certainly was working out for us on the CFS side of things, like you alluded to, John. So why don't we go ahead and talk about that? Why, you know, if you're not playing college fantasy football, you might be thinking, all right, what are these guys talking about? John, can you please break down exactly why we have loved him so much the last couple of years? I saw the same thing you did. I'm a little worried about his lack of separation at the level. I will say this. When he does escape, Matt, that's when the explosion acceleration, you see those big yak yards. But is he going to be able to do that at the NFL level? That's the question. So I think he might have a limited ceiling, but you'll talk about that. I'm just, just my thought process. I think he's not a 1,400 yard. I don't think that's in his outcomes. Career receptions, Matt, 203. Four years on campus, 
but he did have an early breakout. So I think there's a nice balance there of experience, expertise, you know, route running skills. Yards per reception, 13.4 isn't that bad when he wasn't the home run hitter the first two years on the team. He was doing a lot of underneath stuff because they had some really big time home run hitters. Catch percentage. You know, he does have sticky hands, but he can be a conundrum because I do see some drops that I'm not happy about on film. I'd like to have seen that catch percentage a little higher, but then he makes these spectacular catches, right, Matt? Like he's got people bodying up on him. He secures the ball. So there's, you know, I do agree that he has good hands, but sometimes is it a mental lapse? Is it a poor throw? Is it the defenders too close to him, which impedes his concentration? So something's going on there. But aerial dominator, I love that, 33%. Receiving yards per team pass attempt, Matt, 2.64. The production model likes him, but I do factor in he's a G5 prospect. That matters to me. I keep having, and I don't know why I had comps this weekend. I think he's Tyler Boyd. If he could get in the right system, and like, I mean, because Boyd benefits so much now with Higgins and Chase. If Rasheed Rice is your third wideout in those formations, he could probably do some damage. I think Boyd's better, but I think he could have that type of role at the NFL level. Matt, what's your fantasy footballers now? John, I haven't projected as a day two late NFL draft selection. You know, it's funny. Early on in the process, he was getting day one hype. I never saw that. I've always I've had him in the same spot the whole time. So people were really high on him. And now I feel like they're really low on him. And I'm happy to just be in the middle. I think he's <laughs> You know, a later day two selection, which is still solid draft capital. The the thing with Rashi Rice is I feel like we're at the point where folks are in on him or they're off him, right? And so I do have his ADP projection right now in a Superflex rookie league is 205 to 208. And I don't think that, you know, 75% of your league would take him in that spot, but I do think 25% of your league would, and they will, right? So the guys who love Rashi Rice, the players who love Rashi Rice are going to go ahead and go for him. I do have him at the very bottom of my weekly starter tier um, based on that draft capital. He'll drop off if he doesn't get that day two draft capital. But, you know, to your point, John, in the right system, I do think he has the ability that you can roll him out there as a wide receiver three uh, yeah. with some potential to have a, a nice wide receiver two week. I think I'm going to have low exposure on him. I like his price better in the third round. But for me, his value comp is Gabe Davis. And, and I give that uh, value comp because I think there's going to be people, like I mentioned, just like Gabe Davis. So if you love Gabe Davis, you love him. All right. Um, and if you don't like him, you're going to find every little you know thing you can put on Twitter to hate on Gabe Davis. So I think Rashi Rice might be a similarly polarizing player. But, John, those guys still tend to carry value because you're just making the other side of that pole even stronger and even dug even further dug in. And so, you know, I think you find that these types of guys tend to hold their value over the years. So, you know, if you like Rashi Rice, I do think you're going to have to pay up for him. Probably low exposure for me. But, John, what you want high exposure on 
are the access and the resources that rookie big board patrons have. The rookie guide is out now, 95 pages. You can get access to the rookie big board discord, get insight on your trade, your rosters, one-on-one draft strategy calls are going on right now. Lots of good resources available at patreon.com slash rookie big board starting for just $3 a month. And as always, we appreciate you checking out this episode of the rookie big board.